This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. And we're, we're simply not going to make light of things. And, it, you know, so we tried to take some precautions uh, uh, here. Some folks were wearing um, gloves and everything. And now, listen, not out of fear, but out of respect, giving people space and realizing that not everybody's faith is in the same place. All right. So it's that's fine. Amen. As Pastor Sandy said, you know, uh, we want to we need to use wisdom and God has given us some very practical and common place uh natural wisdom in the uh in the world uh and uh hopefully you know i mean we're well aware of those things some folks are not you you know uh but also there is um there, the Bible teaches two different and very distinct forms of wisdom. The Bible says that the wisdom that's from above is first peaceable. So I want to share from God's Word, which is His wisdom, and I believe it will give us some, uh, some peace, and that's important. Uh, but also it says that the wisdom of this world, that it's devilish, it's earthy, and it and it uh, many many times it says comes to nothing. In other words, it does not have peace within it, and it and it doesn't have the answers for things. No. Uh, now, now we're praying uh, because, as I said, many 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 most in fact uh, folks very highly developed in. The world's wisdom, uh, wisdom and ways, and uh, and fear, is the only uh, is the only alternative to faith. If we don't have faith, or we're not operating in faith, well, then fear fills the vacuum, and it's every and it is everywhere. Amen. So, uh, let's. Uh, Look at some good news, because there is good news today. There is another way uh, from being fearful to faithful. And we'll find that God is faithful. I'm reminded of the prophetic word for 2020, this new thing and new season, and it being a due season that we go further, faster in either direction. Uh, It's amazing how fast and how quickly life can change. I mean, we're inside of a seven-day period where uh, it was over there, now it's over here, and now it's right here. And uh, if if not in actuality, uh, you know, uh, in close proximity, um, it's it feels that there's an atmosphere of fearfulness. There's an atmosphere. Uh, even of expectancy, and if you listen to the news, they're trying to get you to expect something. <clears throat> they say, well, you may not even know that you have it. And you'll hear people say, you know, oh, I'll tell you what, now if it goes around, it's going to come around, I'm going to get it for sure, you know. I, I'm just taking this or taking that. Well, don't. You don't ha- the good news is you don't have to take it. All right. It would do well to revisit. It's on the podcast, A Vision for 2020. Another uh, thing that God has said in the biblical reference was Exodus 8, 22 and 23, where the Lord said, he said, I'm going to make a, there's coming a contrast. That was the word. And also say, I'm going to make a distinction between the dealings, how, between my people and the world's people. Are you listening? Now, and that, that that would be a sign, a distinct, discernible difference between God's ways and man's ways, between the world's ways and the words, uh, and God's words way, uh, between God's wisdom and the world's wisdom. And so we ought to be a sign and a wonder, and we ought to be holding up a sign 
uh, for folks uh, that there is another way. Psalms 91, I'm turn over there real quick, is God's word, it's God's way, it's for today, and it's always, always, always the same. And it is his promise, which, is his, which includes his plan of protection and provision. Everybody say protection and provision. Well, let's let the word speak for itself. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Boy, if it's not being noised abroad, this pestilence, I don't know what is. That's very fitting for what's happening uh, today. Everyone say, noised them pestilence. Well, it says he'll deliver us from it. He'll deliver us from it. Amen. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall you, thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid... They shall not be afraid. Don't let the Elizabethan English fool, uh, throw you. Thou means me or you. Say it with me. Say me, thou and I, thee and I shall not be afraid. It said, so it shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thy eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Now, wicked is not evil. Wicked is just twisted. Are you listening? There's a difference there. They're two different words, and they have two different meanings. But wicked is, twi- is twisted. It's when we're all twisted up in the world's ways and the world's wisdom, which is, is rooted in fear, is carried by fear, carries on in fear, comes by fear. Job said, the thing I feared came on me. Now, what came on him? The devil. Are you listening? Well, he had to have God's permission. Fear gives the devil permission. God didn't ever say, well, you have my permission. The only thing God said in that, he goes, you don't have permission to take his life. But his fear allows you to do anything else that you want. He's in your hand. That's all God said. God will always tell the truth. He said, he's in your hand. Listen, the devil's so dumb, he don't even know when he can get to you. Are you listening? Now, he'll try. I said he'll try. Listen, a thief, anything that steals, kills, or destroys, comes, Jesus assigned it to the thief. Is is this thing stealing? Is it killing? Is it destroying? Then where did it come from? That's right. Some people say, well, God's judging this nation. Honey, we ought to just judge ourselves so we don't have to be judged. Judgment is this. The consequences will come with the choices. And a lot closer to them. Amen. And what are the two choices? Trust in God or, you know, be afraid. Trust in God and his faithfulness or, or you know, or trust in the world's ways and you get whatever comes down the pike. There's only two choices. I, that, I don't mean to be hard or harsh or plain, but, you know, sometimes uh, you just need to call it like it is. But there's another way, amen? And God's a merciful God. Them, anybody that runs to God, get, receive mercy. We, we know a God that will keep you in divine health. And if you did get sick, he's, he, there's divine healing. Hallelujah. Amen? Well, you know, it would it be better to have the ounce of prevention of divine health than it would to have to have the pound of cure? But either way, you're going to win. Either way, you're going to be okay. Either way, 
This is storms come and storms go, but you know, and we're not going to be presumptuous. Sam and I were talking about this, you know. You know, during a lightning storm, we don't run out there and hold your sword up in there and say, you know, I just, I know God will take care of me because God said he'd protect me. That's just, that's, the devil tempted Jesus and he said, now listen, God will give his angels charge over you. That's what's written. So you go ahead and throw yourself down off of this high place. And Jesus said, uh, he said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. What was he saying? He was saying, that's a foolish thing. That's a presumptuous, prideful thing. Why would we put God to that test? That's not the test of God's protection. The test of God's protection is when this thing sneaks around in darkness, I'm taken care of. I don't have to be afraid. Amen. Amen. If I fell, are you listening? God would protect me. Not if I jump. Are you hearing? Isn't that right? Hallelujah. It's a difference, isn't that right? Glory be to God. All right. It says, only with, only with your eyes shall you see the reward of the wicked. What's the reward of the righteous or reward of the wicked? We make choices of what system we operate in, who we're trusting in, where our alignments are, where our partnerships are. Amen. The Lord told us this year. He said, be careful. Be very thoughtful. Of your alignments and your allegiances. Amen. I don't know the world nothing but to love them. <coughs> Are you listening? But I'm not going to align myself. See, way back here, David said this. He said, this is what I'm going to say. And I'm going to say, of the Lord. He's my refuge. He's my shield. He's my buckler. See, we, we, have, to, we, have, to, we have to say different. We have to think different because we believe different. Because we're aligned differently. Amen? The kingdom of God is not, is not in the lineup of nations. The kingdom of God is overall. It's, it's inside us before it's outside of us. Amen? But in the kingdom, this is in the kingdom, he goes, he goes you're, you don't have to be afraid. Just trust God, the king. The king will take care of you. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Well, you're dwelling. Uh, we dwell in this city. Are you hearing? We dwell in our own homes, our communities. And you live in your own dwelling of your, of, of your physical body. Your body's just your house. It's not you. Aren't you glad? Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad? Some of you are going, what? say what? <laughs> no, your body's not you. What happens when, you, when, when, you're, when your body lays down, won't function anymore, and they throw dirt all over top of it? What about you? Your body's not you. You just live in your body. Someday you'll leave your body. But not today. Probably not in the next, you know, uh, few weeks or months because of, you know, some pestilence. Are you listening? At least I'm not going to. I, I will say of the Lord, no, not here, not now. No way. Should, what, should we take a biblical example and say the same things? All right. Now listen, he says, For why will no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling? For he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all of thy ways. You see how the devil pulled that out of context trying to get Jesus to jump and, and do something presumptuous and foolish. But the real context is that. It says, you don't have to be afraid. The angels are camped all around about you. Keeping you in all of your ways. Amen. Well, is health one of your ways? Is wealth one of your ways? Amen. You know, your relationships and stuff like that? Now, you know, now listen, I don't want to frighten any of you whatsoever. Uh, there, there's been a big uh, hubba about whether to stand at the front door. I'll be at the front door. If you're scared of 
of uh, being around me, there's a side door. <laughs> but I want you to know I don't have coronavirus, not planning on getting it. You know, not secretly believing that, you know, I might have it not not and might not know it. Okay? I'm telling you, I don't got it. I won't have it ever. And, you know, but I don't want, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, be override your faith where that's concerned. I did hear that, that there was going to be holy handshakes. If you're scared of past Sandy, come shake my hand. Amen. I'll make sure that everything happens as it should. Let's move forward right now here. I knew it. The preacher's going to talk about money. I knew it. Listen, I got plenty of money. Plan on getting a lot more. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, then why would I give to somebody who's got plenty of money? So you can have plenty of money too. Amen. You give to poor you give poor, you give money to poor people and they just need more. You give to a rich man, the rich man is careful to remind God, Oh, they're a blessing me. Bless them, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thought I'd put that in there as long as you accusing me of talking about money. I went ahead and talked a little further than I probably should have. But anyway, it says they shall bear thee up. I'm not scared of money. I'm not scared of nothing. Are you listening? Except sometimes past the sandy when that eyebrow raises. You know, I've been tempted. But I said, you know what time I am afraid I'll trust in the Lord. <laughs> Joy is strength to us. When we laugh, it's medicine to us. When we, we're not joking, making a joke of things or anything like that. But when they're, you listen, these things are good. Amen. I said, they're good. Amen. The Bible says uh, it's, it, it says that we'll laugh in a time of famine. Why? Because it's strength to you. Doing just the opposite. It says, They shall bear thee up in their hands, thou shalt, lest thou dash thy foot against stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him high, on high because he had known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Everybody say long life. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to live through this. You're not going to die with this. Your family's not going to die with this. Your loved one's not going to die with this. I declare and say no one in Alex City is going to die with this. In Jesus' name, amen. See, see, what's up? fear is that, is that, boy, I'm afraid what's, what they got's going to get on me. Well, listen, I'm faithing that what I got on me is going to get on them. Divine healing and divine life. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm tempted to drive over to Walmart today and say, toilet paper, B. <laughs> be full. <laughs> Multiply and fill the earth. Fill every aisle. Amen. Truckload after truckload. What in the world? You know, fear makes no sense. Tell me. A respiratory disease is a long way from other stuff. Or I guess maybe I should have went like this. I don't know. I don't really use toilet paper here. I, I... Praise the Lord, everybody. But you know, that's the thing, see. To God, even to God, fear... It, it, it just it's it doesn't make any sense according to how God sees things. Amen. Are you listening? And, and I know across the board there are people that are going. You know, tell me what does the toilet paper rush on toilet paper have to do with? <laughs> I mean, it's manifesting itself mostly in that aisle. <laughs> There's other stuff everywhere, but when you go to the store, fear is manifesting itself mostly in the paper product aisle. How? You know what I'm saying. Amen. 
My point is, you know, fear, good thinking, good sense goes out the window. It really does, amen. But see, now, with us, we have a different sense of well-being, don't we? The Bible says. Because his promise is his plan. And it, there is a protection and a provision. There's a supply of divine life in there. Amen. Long life. And not just quantity, but a quality of life. Amen. He said, and he'll show us his salvation. Well, isn't he showing us his salvation here? See, Psalms 91 uh, is a place, God is a place of safety and security for us. In the kingdom of God, there's safety and there's security. That, and, and now listen, we're in a different time. We're in a due season, new season and due season time where things will go further faster. I, I'm amazed uh, at the speed at which normal, everyday life that we take for granted, are you listening, uh, has just changed so, so dramatically uh, and, and so quickly. But now, life for the Christian is, you know, make some adjustments, but don't make them motivated by fear. Amen. Let's walk by faith and not by sight. Let's say of the Lord, because we've got to say something different. Are you listening? Because there's conversations everywhere. Everywhere, everyone's talking about this. I, I was at the pawn shop the other day. What are you doing at the pawn shop, uh, Pastor? Seeing if you pawned anything. <laughs> no. But the police officer's in there. Why don't you ask the police officer why he was at the pawn shop? But, but you can hear that. I was at the music store next door. But they're, but they're talking about, oh, you know, it being here and there. and it, You know, it's the talk of the town. It's a noisome pestilence. Amen. Words are containers that dump their load on the hearer from the speaker. And words are either, words are spirit and they are life. The Bible says the power, it said, no, it says life and death, life itself and death itself is in the power of the tongue which forms words. Are you listening? This, this thing is airborne, but it's mainly, it's mainly tongue-born and ear-born. Are you listening? Hallelujah. Why did David start this out and say, I will say of the Lord? But I will say of the Lord. He's my shield and buckler. Should we say the same thing? Would it be appropriate to say, no, not here, not now, not ever? Well, how would you know that? Well, this thing right here... It, is not just guaranteed by the name of Jesus. Remember that name represents the one that shed the blood. And the blood painted on the door. Are you listening? Destruction has to pass on by. Listen, because it sees the blood. From the one, are you hearing? The name is a high tower, but the blood says, not here, not now. Not ever. No access. Well, what does that mean? Well, when you, when you put your trust in the Lord, see, you have a, the new covenant that's been ratified in that blood. And you've been, the, your life has been painted. The, the access door to your life now is painted. You're under the protection and the provision of the one who shed that blood. That blood means the devil has no access to it. Now listen, if fear knocks on the door, are you listening? If the pestilence, knowing some pestilence knocks on the door, and you open the door, you answer the door, see, you give it access. Are you hearing? All right. The good news, listen, what you feed will grow. 
If you feed fear, it will grow. If you feed faith, you feed on faith. If you feed on fear, the bad news, see, it will grow. But if you feed on faith, the good news, well, faith will grow. We, we have a choice on what we listen to, on what we say, what we think about. Well, now, I don't agree with that thinking stuff, see, because I think all kind of thoughts. Well, you know, we're supposed to renew our mind and have our mind under control. There's certain thoughts that, you know, you don't even... Have you ever heard someone say, I refuse to go there in my thinking? Amen. You have control over what you think about. Isn't that right? See... Don't 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 turn on the bad news and leave it on all day and check in every five minutes. And you know, if you're on your phone and you know, oh, I just need to check, has it spread here yet? Where is it now? They found some down Montgomery and I've heard it's over and you know, uh, uh, I've heard it's in Flea Hop. Where's Flea Hop? Probably closer in Montgomery, so. Now, don't even, are you listening? If it causes fear, don't, don't be tracking the thing. Amen. The only reason to be tracking anything is that you're expecting a delivery. <laughs> Let's move right along before I get to meddling here. I want a reminder. Listen, there's wisdom to weather any storm. Wisdom to weather any storm, both natural and supernatural. We can expect. The Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of the Lord who gives richly, freely. He, and he doesn't, he doesn't upbraid us. He doesn't say, well, you should already know that. Always, always ask God. Always turn to God. Always uh, look to God. Amen? Uh, now, I, we can do this. We say, I will say differently. See? I will think differently. And I will not feed fear. I want to uh, read just two more verses of Scripture for you. Isaiah, and I had all these different, you know, I'm, I'm, by reading that, I'm, I'm giving you an inoculation today. Amen. Uh, and I would recommend if you, have, if you have different versions of the Bible, you know, uh, inoculate yourself with it. Live over here for a little while. In Psalms, amen? Psalm 91, read it up. Put yourself in there and read it over your, over your own life. That's, that's how, you, how we're going to apply this next verse of Scripture. Well, you know, I've got to watch the news so I know what's going on. That's all right. But take some good news. Speak. Let your ears hear the good news. Read Psalm 91 before you turn on the bad news. If you still need the bad news, at least you've, at least you've heard the good news first. <clears throat> I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> All right, Isaiah 26 and verse number 3 says, You will guard him... And keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. Verse 4, so trust in the Lord, commit yourself to him, lean on him, hope confidently in him forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock. Of ages. That's a good verse of scripture. For the doing. Not just for the hearing. But for the doing. You need to turn on the news. And the doctor says. You know. These are our recommendations. Do this. Do that. Do the other. Well. Here's, here's the great physicians. How to, how to keep well. How to keep well. Here's a prescription for you, uh, Isaiah 26. Just keep your mind stayed on the Lord. How do you do that? Put his word in front of your eyes. Put it in your mouth. Let your own ears hear it. And think about what that means. 
Psalm 91. Amen. One more uh, verse of scriptures, Philippians 1 and 28. And then we're going to do something together uh, in verse 28. Gives us this instruction, the Amplified Bible says, And do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. For such a constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign, proof and seal to them of their impending destruction. But a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation and that from God. One translation says, your undisturbed composure. I'll tell you folks, it's just been real hard for me to get all worked up about this. Now like, I, as I said, I realize everybody's not at the same place where things are concerned and we don't want, we don't want to take a liberty and steamroller over other folks, but I, I pray every day. I pray for you every day. And, uh, you know, I kept looking to the Lord, and I just didn't hear the Lord say anything about it. I've heard lots of other stuff. I've heard both, you know, Christians and non-Christians, all kind of different things. But I, you know, kept turning to the Lord, and He reminded me, you know, because I, I, I try to feed on the Word of uh, God, both the uh, uh, the written word, but also spoken word, and I was reminded the Lord just called this to my remembrance it, it, that I'd listened to a teaching by Kenneth Hagin, uh, senior, and he was talking about the leadership and the guidance of the Holy Spirit and how the Lord had had uh, strongly woke him up one night uh, and and sat and and he goes, I mean, just startled me. He goes, I, he goes, I just sat up in the bed, and he said, and I heard the Lord say, "There's a recession coming, and I want you to get your affairs in order and prepare for it." And he said, so he goes, we did, and and uh, he said it didn't have that much effect on us. He said, then there was another time he called the dates and times of the recession. He said, where the Lord reminded him in the time of prayer, he said, there's another one coming. He said, so I want you to be ready. It'll last X amount of time, this and that. And he said, so we're like, so we did. And he said, then he said, if you know Kenneth Hagin uh, Sr., he'll call dates and times. He said, when this one came along, he said, I was puzzled. He said, because the Lord didn't say anything to me about it. He said, so I went to the Lord and I said, well, uh, why didn't you tell me this was coming? He said, because it wasn't going to affect you. It wasn't going to have any effect on you. You were already in a position, he said, where that wasn't going to have any kind of effect on you whatsoever. Amen. The Lord reminded me of that, you know. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, this is why we're doing this today. Not everybody's in the same place, but here, here's the thing. Feed on the Word of God. See, keep yourself, position yourself to be in a place of peace. Are you listening? And to be kept in peace. Uh, uh, by the Lord. Are you hearing? Because this isn't, you know, if you walk by faith, now this ain't going to affect you. Well, now that's not true now because, see, my grandchildren are coming. Well, what a gift. <laughs> what a gift. Amen? See it for what it is. It's a gift. Take advantage of it. Boy, you're going to get to love on them up close. Up. Yeah, but the way it came, who cares about the way it came about? Are you listening? Amen? You you got you got uh, the grace of God and the goodness of God. You got your grandbabies with you, and you gonna have time with them. <laughs> what a gift! Hallelujah, Amen. And then you can tell them why you're not all worried and upset and all that kind of stuff about things. Amen. Yes. Now, on on the flip side of that, our grandson uh, is out there in Washington. He's right in the epicenter in the county that all that stuff come from. Uh, and he has to fly an airplane all the way over here for spring break. Well, the decision was made, and I believe rightly so, that he would not be subjected to that. Are you listening? And that, uh, that it wasn't a wise thing for him to do that at this point in time. So we'll just have more time. And understand how things work where that's concerned. That's okay. We'll just have more time with him then. Amen. Amen. When this too shall have passed. Praise the Lord. Use wisdom.
spiritual and natural. Are y'all good here today? All right. Now, our president, uh, Trump, it declared uh, today, Sunday, the uh, the um, 15th day of March, 2020, as a national day of prayer in relation to this situation. I believe that if you, if you have the wisdom to call a national emergency, then I thank God that there's all, that's natural wisdom and, and, and the right thing to do. But I also believe that it's more than the right thing to do. It's spiritual wisdom to call a national day of prayer because we know where our help comes from. And I believe that uh, that prophetic word, actually, uh, that Ken Culper spoke this morning, the Lord woke him up last night over that, or just before they went to bed last night over that. And he says specifically, he said, this is because of my people are praying. Let me give you the context of that. Hey, can you last a couple more minutes here? Shorter than the doctor's visit. Have you ever noticed that a doctor's visit that your appointment's at 2 o'clock and by 5.30, they're just leaving the hospital and shouldn't be much longer. <laughs> Y'all here? Well, what you gonna do? Got to see the doc. Got to wait on him. No. Oh. I just tempted to say, look, you ought to be a person of integrity. If you say 2 o'clock, bless God, I was here, you ought to have been here too. Where have you been? Are you hearing? Just let folks get away with things. <gasps> I wouldn't dare say that. My life could be in his hands. Oh, honey, my life ain't in the doctor's hands. It's in the, it's in the great physician's hands. But I've learned. Are you listening? David said this. He goes, oh, far be it. He says, I don't want to fall into the hands of man. I'm going to fall into the hands of one who has mercy, who treats you good. Amen. Well, you know, sometimes God's late. Yeah, but he's always just in time. Hallelujah. Well, I'm a feeling good. How about you? About to turn you loose and turn me loose. Amen. We'll see uh, each other next time. First Chronicles, uh, actually Second Chronicles, excuse me, 7 and 14. You know, the Word of God's very practical, and it's for doing. Is the Word of God, the wisdom of God, doesn't it bring us peace? Look at your name. Say, it's going to be all right. You're going to be okay. One of the, uh, the fellows that, that for a long time, he and his uh, wife uh, came, still comes occasionally every once in a while. He saw Sandy at Walmart. He said, we're going to be okay, aren't we? And because uh, we're going to trust in the Lord, but I think I think they both agreed that they were feeling awful sorry for the folks that came and found an empty shelf of toilet paper at Walmart because they weren't going to be okay. <laughs> How many of you know being without toilet paper ain't okay? <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. You so uptight. Some of you are just tighter in a drum. What do you do with a tight drum? Beat it till it loosens up. <laughs> you want to go home, don't you? Let me drone on and on. Boom, 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 boom. Loosen up. It's all right. You're going to be okay. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to be okay, you little old tight self, you. Hey, man, you're going to be all right. Say, you know what? Tomorrow they'll have toilet paper at Walmart again. You're going to be all right. Look here, if you need help with toilet paper, call somebody. I'm sure your brothers and sisters will share with you. And you wouldn't want to call just anybody. I mean, something that personal. But, you know, if you're out, you're out. Don't be proud. Amen. Check the Piggly Wiggly. Check the <laughs> check Walmart. I'm telling you, you know, you might be against it, but go to your local dollar, you know, Dollar Tree. Go to the uh, Dollar General where nothing's a dollar. Everything's more than a dollar at Dollar General. Have you noticed that? Are you listening? Why they did? That's deceiving. It ain't even confusing. It's just deceiving. Dollar general. Going there ain't even. A candy bar ain't even a dollar. Ain't nothing in there for a dollar. 
They don't even sell Coke on sale for a dollar. You probably can't buy half a roll of toilet paper for a dollar and dollar general. Say, are you loose yet? Look up and say, are you loose yet? Because he's about to turn you loose. All right. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. It starts with the biggest word in our understanding, I-F, if. See, which is, it's, it means it's conditional. And it means that God, and whenever it's in the Bible, it means God's not going to do something if you don't do something. And so this is, this is what he said. He goes, if my people, who's my people? It's the ones that know. It's the ones that belong to him. It's the ones that know he is faithful and that we live by faith. Are you listening? He says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray. You know, it takes humility to pray because it admits that we don't have all the answers. It, admit, it admits that we're dependent upon God. Prayer admits a dependence upon God. I'm not talking about a religious prayer. He said, my people who are called by my name. But it takes... You know, a lot of times we want to do all this other stuff, but we don't. But we'll pray some little mamby-pamby prayer, oh, God, help us. Now, if that's out of a heart of faith, that's all the prayer that you need. Amen? But now, I believe this specifically says, Pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Now, just look into the world's ways. I believe we're living in a time now where you're going to see waves of this kind of stuff. Just waves. One thing right after the other because of due season. What's the due season? Well, the Bible says that in the last days there are perilous times. It's perilous times. Are you listening? So what's that a sign of? Last days. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've got this real nice guitar uh, that I'm not far from. And, and when I heard the term last days, I thought about my guitar. I'm sorry I didn't think about Sandy the little dog of the great chill, but I thought about my guitar. I thought, you know, if this is the last days, how am I going to enjoy that guitar? I thought, oh, I got a better one in heaven. It's all right. Jesus, come on. I'm ready. I know a lot of people that won't, but that's a choice. We have, to, we have to be ready. How do you get ready? Are you listening? Well, you get ready by, by letting the Lord in your life, by putting your trust, which is you're putting your whole life behind of his leadership. Say, I have decided, I will say of the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. See, I will follow Jesus. I do that wholeheartedly. I do that with everything that I, that I know and understand. But that's a decision from which, that's going to change the direction of my life and change my destiny. But when I was destined for destruction, going down the broad road towards destruction, I decided to follow Jesus. And it's a little narrower way because it means that it's different from the world's way. See, but that road is, is to eternal life. And while it's important to, while it's important to realize that these, these numbers in every country all across the world, these numbers represent names. Rep, who represent people and their lives, grandfathers, grandmothers. People that, that uh, with pre-existing conditions or even the doctor that, that, that was the whistleblower where this was concerned lost his life. But we pray that, see, we may, we may lose life here in the natural. And that's, and, and that's a sad thing if that's cut short. But I'll tell you, to lose eternal life, be separated from God, that's way more serious. And so every person that we meet 
should not be measured, do they have the virus or don't have the virus, it's like, do they have Jesus or don't they have Jesus, irregardless of the virus. Are you listening? And God protects us and provides for us so that that's the promise that we have. That's the peace that we have. Are you listening? Whether, uh, whether it does or it don't, see, this is settled. Jesus. Eternal destiny is settled. And direction determines destiny. It's who you with. It's who you know. Amen. Do you know there's a lot of people all around us that don't know Jesus? And because they don't know Jesus, they don't know Psalm 91 is his, is his provision. And his protection. What a great opportunity to share Jesus with people. Amen. Amen. Now what would be the sign to them? You have peace. Undisturbed composure. Amen. Well aren't you afraid you'll get it and die? No I'm believing I won't get it. But I'm sure not afraid of dying. I'll guarantee you there's a better guitar in heaven than anything down here. Now, don't, don't condemn me or judge me. You know, see what's the first thing you think about. This life is filled with good stuff and good folks. Amen. I guess I didn't think about Sandy because we've always said we're going together. Even when the devil tried to kill us, we were together, weren't we, baby? <laughs> Why? Because we said we're going together. But not yet. Not now. Amen. All right. If, it says, if... They'll turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin. You know, Samuel said this, he said about Saul, he said, God forbid that I sin against you by not praying for you. You know, we need to be praying for people all around us. You need to pray for your friends and pray for your family because prayer prepares and it provides God access. It prepares hearts and it, it prepares the way of the Lord, but it provides God access. <coughs> Excuse me. He says, I'll forgive their sin and heal their land. Heal their land. If we'll just pray and we'll, and we'll declare dependency on God and we'll say, Lord, we real, you know, our trust is going to be in you, not just for us, but for our land. Are you hearing? I thank God for the folks who are doing everything that they can, but despite their best efforts to keep it out, it got in. Despite their best efforts to keep it contained, it's spreading. Are you hearing? But you know what? The right kind of a sacrifice and the right kind of an offering... Are you listening? From a humble heart, just like David did back there. Are you hearing? He said, I wouldn't offer the Lord something that didn't cost me anything. But it stopped the destruction of the people. Those of you not familiar with that story, prayer can stop things. Prayer can start things, but prayer can, can start good things, but prayer can stop bad things. Is this a promise from God or not? Do you think God will uphold his end if we uphold ours? Could we stand for just a moment? And uh, I don't want you to ask, uh, what are they saying now? Uh, don't hold hands. Bump fists. Then they say, no, don't bump fists. Just knock elbows. So if you dare to, if you dare to knock the elbow of the person next to you, Humor me. I think the Lord gets a kick out of stuff like this. More importantly, let's join our faith together over this verse of Scripture right here. Because the Bible says, If any two or three of you that are gathered in my name shall agree as to touching anything on the earth. And the Bible also went on to say, It says, Whatever you declare unlawful and improper in the earth, God says, I will declare unlawful and improper in the unseen in the heavenly realm. And he went on conversing. He also said, the flip side there, he said, whatever you agree and you declare proper and lawful, 
whatever you put your yes on, I'll put my yes on. Whatever you put your no on, I'll put my no on. So we're going to put a no on some stuff here. And we're going to put a yes on some things. Believing this, that if as we do this, that God's promise, the end result is he said, I will heal your land. Amen. Now, if any of you have an aversion, break out in rash, you know, pride comes to the surface and have any trouble with saying, Lord, forgive us. Because I'm going to tell you, fear gives access, but I'll tell you something else. Strife. Wherever there's strife, there'll be division. We live in, how much, every day, people say we're a divided nation. Are you listening? The devil only crawls over a low spot in the wall. This is foolishness now. Are you listening? It's foolishness on the, uh, on, and literally that word strife has to do with political stuff. Look it up. So we're going to ask God to forgive us for this kind of foolishness. Now, we can't make choices for everybody, but we can sure make choices for ourselves. Because when you see people, they're saved or unsaved. They're safe or they're in great danger. They're not a Republican or a Democrat. They're not black. They're not white. They're not from the north or the south or the west or the east. It's not them there and us here. Are you listening? Amen? That's not the way of God. We're people. And he said he called them my people. And then there's all the other people that Jesus said, I have other sheep also. They just haven't recognized my voice yet. See? But I'm going to find them. So, can we be in agreement with this thing? Because the church knows a God who forgives. The world doesn't know a forgiving God. That's the good news. You're forgiven. Amen. But there's some things that we need to repent of, turn from. Because this this opens up the door. You've got any kind of strife whatsoever about all that. If you've entered into that, ask the Lord to forgive you. Get rid of it. Amen. The Bible says that wherever there's strife, there's confusion and every evil work. When you say this is an evil work, when you say that, I mean in seven days that this thing in less than seven days has paralyzed an entire nation. We're living under a state of the, the world has declared an emergency. Well, it is an emergency, but the church should be the first responders. And we should know how to respond. So simple prayer, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive us for this foolishness. Where we've allowed division. We've even said we're divided. Lord, we've allowed strife and envy. Forgive us, God. We unite ourselves, our hearts with one another, as your people today. God, we humble ourselves. And we ask for your grace. We ask for your grace. For you resist the proud. Resist the proud. But you give grace to the humble. You give grace to us. And thank you that your grace, that your grace has, provided has provided mercy. Mercy. And God, we need mercy. God, we need mercy. God, there are friends and neighbors. God, there are friends and neighbors. Family. Family. Others in our own country. Others in our own country. We may not look the same. We may not look the same. We may not think the same. We may not think the same. We don't live in the same places. The same places. We don't have the same positions or perspectives. We have the same positions or perspectives. But we're in this together. We're in this together. And God, we ask not only for ourselves. We ask not only for ourselves. As your people. As your people. For your protection. For your protection. And your provision. Your provision. But Master, we ask for them as well. We ask for them as well. And especially for those who are most vulnerable. Who are 
most vulnerable. Now don't die in the middle of the prayer. Those that are most vulnerable. Those that are most vulnerable. Both naturally, most naturally. and spiritually. God, we need a healing in our land. God, we need a healing in the land. Heal our government. Heal our government. Heal our people. Heal our people. Heal our health system. Heal our health system. Heal our educational system. Heal us as a people, as one people. Make us the United States of America again. And we take a united stand against this evil, against this noisome pestilence. And we curse this at its root in the name of Jesus. We declare it unlawful and improper, that it will not come in this place, it will not affect our loved ones, our family, our friends, our neighbors. We declare, Father, that it will begin to recede right now, it will begin to wither from the root, every fruit will dry up. In the name of Jesus, from the east coast, to the west coast, from the northern border to the southern border. We command it to retreat and recede. We command it in the name of Jesus. We curse it at its root. We command it to be dumb and down and dead and gone in the name of Jesus. Father, you promised that you would heal our hands. Stretch forth your hand to heal. Your healing power from border to border, from sunrise to sunset, from sea to shining sea, God. Heal in the heal our land and heal its people. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, we declare the blood of Jesus that bought the covenant that we stand in under today, Lord. We said we are one nation under God. And God, right now, we place ourselves under your mighty hand. Now stretch forth that mighty hand to heal. Heal our land, oh God. Oh, be good and true to your word, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now we're going to give him some praise right now. Because praise is the end of every prayer. We believe that he said you'd hear us, God. You said you'd hear our cry. You said you'd hear us, God. So you know how to stand against the spirit of death. You know how to grab a hold of God and don't let go until you get what you grabbed a hold of God. For the Bible says lay hold and hold on and refuse to absolutely refuse to let go. I declare in the name of Jesus that places that even in your own mind you think it's impossible for God to do a work and that God is doing a work right now, right now. You know in prayer there's no time and there's no distance. Now, I'm not I'm not asking you to get wild and weird with me, but I am asking you, you know there's some parts of this town. The boy Jesus needs to walk down those streets. Jesus needs to go into every home. Jesus needs, listen, put his loving arms around crack cocaine addicts. He needs to go in there and deliver some folks that are demon possessed. We need a healing in our land. The church needs to take its own temp- its own territory. And it's not just there, honey. Out in the backwoods, there's some meth lads in the name of Jesus. God, I speak right now that there is an uncovering and a, and a revealing in the name of Jesus. And that you clean and cleanse this thing up in Jesus' name. Dry it up at its source in the name of Jesus. God, pull them out of the woods. Pull them out of every back alley. Pull them out of 
darkness in the name of Jesus. You know, you got to know when you pull something out of the fire, start throwing it down on the handbelt and start hitting that thing and get it rolled together. You need to lift your voice right now. If it ain't no more than you're thinking somebody in your mind, you know somebody. You know somebody. You know somebody. Or you may know somebody that knows somebody. Come on now. Lift your voice right now. Because God's listening. Don't be guilty of we didn't ask for enough. Of the God who's more than enough. Father, right now. Oh, we don't even know their names, but I feel them right now. I feel yours. I, there's a spirit. You are yearning over people. God, I declare deliverance in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on, if you know you need a move of God, not just in your heart. You know some folks God needs to move on. God's moving right now. God's moving by His Spirit. Lift your voice and lift their name. Call them out before God. God deliver them. God deliver them. God heal them. God heal. God work in their life. Work in our land. In the name of Jesus. God go over in this jail over here and set people free. There are people in their prisons right now. In their heart, God. In their heart. Deliver them in Jesus' name. Let there be a come to Jesus. You said that you would set the captive free. You would deliver the prisoners. You would heal the broken hearted. God, do it right now. Do it in this place. Do it in our territory. Do it in our families and with our friends in the name of Jesus. If you can't pray for nothing else, man, you got some little ones around you. You got some babies around you. Are you here? Don't think. Listen. There's, listen. They may not be as susceptible to this. But they're living in a different world than what we would ever live in. Their environment is putrid. Are you hearing me? Putrid with the pestilence of, of evil and wickedness and perversion. To where even their own parents are telling them, you don't even know who you, you can be. You don't even know whether you, you could be a boy or a girl. Or who knows? Confusion. Are you listening? I want you to just even, they're not in here, but I want you to just... Just put your hands on top of them. Nieces, nephews, your own children, grandchildren, the neighbors, the neighborhood kids. Are you listening? Let's put our prayers on top of them right now. Because I'm going to tell you something. You know, I'm going to tell you something. It falls at the feet of this generation what's happening in this one that's coming now. It's falling on our feet. Amen. Well, let's put our knees on the ground right now and lift our voice to a God who wants to work in that generation like no other. Father, in the name of Jesus, our children, our children, our children, our children. God, their children, their children, their children. Black children, white children, red children, yellow children. God, oh God, they need a move of God. They need to see the reality of a God who loves them and who is real. God, don't let us just bring them to church. Let the reality of God, God, be present in their life. Be personal to them and be powerful for them, oh God. God, we declare your hands over their spirits. We declare the blood of Jesus over them. We claim them at the very earliest possible age that they will come to faith, life-giving, eternal life, faith in Jesus Christ, that they might know you, God, from the earliest moment on. God, we pray that you surround them with your goodness, surround them with your everlasting arms. God, we pray that you would move in the midst of them, in every and every voice that's in their life and every person that touches their life, let them be an influence for God. We bind right now and take authority over every voice that would be contrary to the word of the living God and the truth of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. We declare them off limits. 
not here, not now, not ever, over our children in the name of Jesus. Now, some of them don't even live near you, but, Father, there's no time and there's no distance in prayer. Oh, we pray a prayer cover over their life of provision and protection. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. They are the generation yet to be created in you, your workmanship, that will give you everlasting praise. Oh, we thank you for it. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory to God. God, I pray that the spirit of prayer that's in this house today will permeate every life, fill every crack and cranny, I believe. I, let there be no empty spaces or places in our life, but fill it with your graces of perseverance and prayer and faith and patience. And God, make us more alert and aware than ever before. Take every opportunity to pray unceasingly and to pray. Pray for everything, and, but most especially for everyone. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. This is a people now armed and dangerous. This is a people that has on them divine life. That everywhere they go and everyone they touch, that their undisturbed composure and the peace that's on them, that wholeness that's on them right now will be assigned to those around them. Father, for those that are afraid, I thank you that this people will be an army of the faithful. And that we will point them to the one who can help them. In Jesus' name. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Listen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.